Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk about uh, all the things that the small and medium-sized nonprofits need to know in order to fundraise better Hey, dare I say, awesomer? Um, it's just me in the studio today. I don't have a guest. Uh, we did this a couple of weeks ago. I feel like it went well. I'm doubling down on that feeling currently. And uh, and the reason is that a couple of uh, individuals uh, have realized that it we're almost like six months away from the end of the year. I realize we're like seven months away, but like it's it's June. Like there is not a lot of time left before it's 2022. And that is a crazy thought. So I figured that today uh, we could have a podcast really kind of thinking about what you're doing to plan for the end of the year. I know we're not even getting to summer yet. Like we just dipped, we had snow here in North Dakota literally a week ago. Um, But I think it's super important to start forecasting and planning for all things end of the year. I realize this podcast doesn't go out on a Monday. I know that we practice planning on Mondays. But really, when we're talking about end of year stuff, I think it's super, super important. So uh, I've got five tips and tricks on things to concentrate on while we are making our plans for the end of the year. So um, here we go, shall we? The uh, five things to consider while planning for your end of year. My first question to you is, What's your end of year appeal look like? That's really, if you aren't doing an end of year appeal, you should. So that needs to get on the calendar immediately. But if you're planning an end of year appeal, what does that look like? If you're looking at your budget and you are projecting a deficit, is that something you're going to talk about? Do you need donor assistance to get across the finish line? Do you have a new program? or a new service that has been successful? Are you launching another program or service to your uh, clients or your community? Do you need help setting that up? Do you need help funding for that in 2022? I think you need to figure out what your conversations with your donor database is gonna look like, your supporters, what is that gonna look like? Um, It's really easy to come up with ideas or plans or things in the future. But if you don't have funding to do this, it's all for naught. You're not going to just one day say, I'd like to expand our business by 25%. If you don't have the funding to do so, how in the heck are you going to do that? So really it's projecting what's that going to look like. So your end of year appeal should be one of two things, I think. One, it's a, hey, let's keep going the momentum we're building. This is the time of year when everybody is most generous. 
we think that we have been doing a great job. Let's help continue this momentum into 2022. Thanks. Or you're not going to make it without the help of your supporters. There are ways to figure out how you can say that without it sounding like you're the beggar prince or princess of the community. Um, but you can start by saying, listen, it's a challenging year. We wanted to continue the programs we do. This is super important for all of us. We'd appreciate your help. I think that's really a, a, a one way to put it. You can position yourself. We're looking to raise an additional $10,000 or $5,000 by the end of the year. Would you consider us uh, to help? And now is a really good time to start planning for and soliciting for a matching gift for your appeal. People love matching gifts. Well, you know this. We talk about this on the podcast all the time. But what if you can get your matching gift secured now? So all of a sudden, you're, you've got a good game plan going into the end of the year. You know what your appeal is going to be like. And you've got money in the bank ready to be leveraged for your community. I think that's a fantastic idea. So consider that when you are building your end of year plan. What's your appeal? Is it going to go to deficit? Is it going to go to building momentum? And can you get a matching gift? Now, a lot of people are going to say, how on earth do you get a matching gift? Great question. I think the answer is a couple of things. One, go to the well who traditionally gives you money by the end of the year. Now, you're not going to double dip, but you could ask them for more. So let's just hypothetically say you've got a donor who is, I don't know, a $1,000 donor, usually at the end of the year, or a $500 donor at the end of the year. Your ask to them could be, would you increase your gift by 50%? Could your $500 donor be a $1,000 donor this year? And could you use 500 of that increase as a matching gift component to your appeal? And could you get maybe five of those individuals to do that? Could you get a $2,500 matching gift? Your scale doesn't matter. The number of matching gifts doesn't matter. What you're trying to do is to build momentum and build a push and build excitement for your appeal. If you can do that now, think about all the time you're going to be saving at the end of the year, not scrambling, but now talking about your uh, to your donors about this matching gift and say, hey, we're going to put that into appeal. Could we count, could we count on your gift this year? All the, that changes the dynamic of the conversation. It really does. So my first uh, tip and trick for this uh, planning for the end of the year is What's your appeal plan? Find a matching gift and run. The second thing I want you to consider is what does your donor mailing list look like? We're six months through the year. How does that look? Have we grown our donor lists? Have we grown our supporter list? Have we grown our email list in general? Now, if not, that's what our priority is right now. Because if we think about donor attrition, we're losing 30, 40% of our donors every year. And that's a good organization. So you've got to not only make up 30% of donors, but you're probably going to want to increase numbers because your expenses are going to increase in 2022. So this might be a good time to have a friend raiser. Remember, that's a difference between a fundraiser and a friend raiser. Friend raiser is let's add new names to a database. Let's tell our story to as many people as possible. Let's not concentrate necessarily on fundraising, raising money, making an ask. Let's see how many people we can get into the hopper. So that means, hey, put out a webinar. Let's um, let's put on an, a virtual event. Let's get people to show up at a park to do something. 
you don't require a price tag, but the price of admission is a name, an email address, a phone number, an address, whatever that is, let's get that. I think that's really important is to have a larger audience by the end of the year than you had at the beginning of the year. And if you don't have a plan to get out in front of people like a Kiwanis club or a Lions club or whatever socially, let's figure out a way to do that. Let's get you a, a game plan to, to help figure out how you can tell your story now to increase your list for people you can solicit by the end of the year now, rather than scrambling and saying, we, we don't really have an increase in people. We don't really have the uh, capacity to, to build our donor list now. It's too late. And all of a sudden, we got to make do with what you have, rather than spending some time now here at the beginning of June to plan that out. So number two, you're going to want to increase your donor mailing lists and increase the amount of people that you can solicit to now so that your end of year appeal that we talked about in phase one goes out to more individuals. Remember, it's a numbers game. The more people you solicit, the more people will say yes. The more people say yes, the more money you have. So let's do that. Number three, have we celebrated some successes yet this year? We're just coming out of this pandemic. Unless, of course, you're in South Dakota and you've been out of this pandemic from uh, the get-go. Ah, politics jokes. But if we haven't celebrated our success, start with we survived the pandemic. If you are still listening to this podcast and you are still an organization that is providing services, congratulations, you survived the pandemic. And there are a lot of people who didn't. A lot of organizations that had to shut their doors or had to close down or had to merge with somebody else. So you are great. And I think you need to celebrate that with your supporters. Um, Let your supporters know that you wouldn't be in this positive situation without their help. I think that's an amazing thing to celebrate. Hey, kudos to us. Look at what we're doing in the community. Um, I think you need to set up your potential funders now in order to prep for a larger ask at the end of the year now. And in order to prep for a larger ask, maybe making a not ask ask is important. That probably uh, was a lot of not ask, 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 ask is. Let me explain this. Every time you make an ask for um, a donor, um, that's great. But if you're always making an ask for money, people will stop picking up the phone and they'll stop replying to your emails and they'll stop looking at all of your content because all you do is ask. And perhaps the only time you connect with your donors is to make an ask. And that is not okay. So why don't you make a non-ask ask? And what's that? Well, get your biggest cheerleaders to open up their Rolodex for you. Make that as an ask. Make your biggest cheerleaders really excited to tell your story for you or introduce you to someone that you don't know yet, but they think would be a great match. I think that's a wonderful ask to make. And it's an easy ask that requires zero dollars. And you start with that by celebrating. Hey, we're in a wonderful position because of individuals like you. Is there anybody in your Rolodex or anybody within your circle that would like to be a part of this team as well? We'd love to chat with them, not to make an ask of them, but just to introduce them to what we do 
And if there's anybody in your network like you, we'd love to meet them because you're awesome. That's a wonderful way to celebrate not only your donors for being a part of this, but celebrating the expansion of your organization, celebrating that your survival through this pandemic, maybe you even thrived during this pandemic, maybe you served more, you did more good. That's a reason to celebrate. And I think that you should do that. It's a really easy way to kind of connect with people and uh, and welcome them to the club. Hey, we haven't chatted in a while. I just wanted to say uh, we're doing some great things. We couldn't have done it without you. So cheers to us together, you and me, not because you just gave, but uh, because you supported us this entire time. You stuck with us. You were able to uh, uh, see the light at the end of the tunnel the way that we did. We're extremely honored that you're a part of our team. Let's go. Um, so that's number three. Celebrate. Number one, what's your appeal look like? Two, have you grown your donor database or your mailing list? And then again, this celebration thing. One of the things you're really going to want to do, and this is number four, if we're keeping track and score at home, your last year, but not this year list. If you have not looked at who has donated to you this year and who has not donated to you this year, now's a really good time. There might be individuals who typically give to you at the beginning of the year that missed an opportunity or they didn't give. And when they traditionally do, who does and when is a really important question to know your donors a little bit better. And what a great time of the year it is to reach out to say, hey, haven't heard from you in a while. Would love to give you an update. I'd love to chat on the phone. If they gave to you last year, but that have not yet given to you this year, that's a really good opportunity and a really good list to start with. Now there's two people on that list. One, people who have not given to you this year, but traditionally give at the end of the year. Great time to give them a call just to give them an update and prep them for the end of the year. You don't want to be the person that only asks at one time a year or only connects with them one time a year. So June is a great time to say, all right, who do we typically see that donates at the end of the year? We probably want to give them a call just to give them a heads up. Say thanks in advance. We'll talk about that in a second. But we want to give them a heads up that we're doing well. Maybe celebrate a win with them. Touch base. Ask them how they're doing. Ask better questions, right? So that's a really good thing to do now so that you're not scrambling and saying, oh, crap, in November, you haven't said thank you for the gift that they did last year. Or you haven't even reached out this year to say hi. You just every year ask them for money, and that's the only thing you do. So look at those who have given to you last year, but not this year. Project ahead and get them on the phone just to say hi and give them an update. Now, for those that typically give to you at the beginning of the year that haven't given to you yet, now's a really good time to get them back in the fold. Hey, we miss you as a donor. We'd love to have you back. I'd love to give you an update. Pick up the phone and call them. Use your last year, but not this year donor list as a weapon of positivity for your nonprofit. And it's a really easy list to get. Take everybody who donated last year, run that list. Compare it against people who have donated this year. There's your last year, but not this year list. And if you know the last gift date that they have given, the amount they've given, you can really infer what they might give 
what they typically give, and then maybe how you can, you know, do well. Um, I think that's a really, 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 really important thing is to know your donors and when they give. And so using this list is a super important. So that's tip number four. And then the final one is, when have you said thank you to your donors last? Is the last time you said thank you just a random thank you note for the actual donation they gave? Or are you reaching out on a fairly regular basis, just thanking them for being a part of your organization? We've hinted at it through this entire list, but it's so unbelievably important that we grab those donors um, by the shoulders, virtually, of course, and, and look them straight in the eye and say, hey, thank you. What you do matters. Your support matters. We appreciate you. Our clients appreciate you. Our organization appreciates you. I don't want to ask you for anything. I just want to say thanks. And we really have to look at that list of donors and say, when's the last time we said thank you just for them being a great part of it? Not necessarily for a gift. If you don't say thanks for a gift, you're not going to get another one. We know that. But are we thanking them for being a part of the community? Are we thanking them for being a volunteer? Are we thanking them for being a long-term supporter? Are we thanking them for just being a, uh, a part of Team Awesome? I would really consider having a mass thank you Thursday or a massive thank you note writing uh, volunteer squad that just starts hammering out random thank you notes or random acts of appreciation to your donor database in preparation for the end of the year. Because again, if the only time people hear from you is when you need money, that's a bad deal, man. If the only time they hear from you is when you have a, an appeal that you've prepped the entire year, they don't realize that you need them to thrive. And that's so important. It's so unbelievably important. So I would pick up the phone, get your best handwriting ready and start massively writing thank you notes to those you have not said thank you to yet, those you need to say thank you to in advance. And at the end of the day, if you can lead with appreciation, I think your donors are going to appreciate you way more than you think. And I'm really excited for you. So let's recap uh, a couple of things that you can do right now. Uh, what's your end of your appeal look like? You asking for money or are you uh, setting up a new program you want to fund? What is it? Build that plan right now. And how many people are you sending it to? Has your donor list grown? If not, let's plan on growing that list so that you can send your end of year appeal out to more people. And if you haven't celebrated the fact that you're still providing services currently, as we kind of come out of this pandemic, I think you should. What a great way to have a lead conversation with somebody to say, hey, listen, I just wanted to celebrate a couple of wins. I just wanted to say that we couldn't have done this without you. And uh, this is as much of a win for you as it is for us. And if you haven't uh, taken a peek at your list of individuals that have supported you in the past, but maybe not have this year, run that list last year, but not this year list. Start with the ones that you haven't said thank you to, because that's our final one of piece of advice is say thank you, lead with gratitude, and come out the other end of this as a game plan going forward forever. Build your season of giving with this. Who's given to you? Uh, do you have a plan to appreciate them? Uh, do you wait a couple of weeks? 
Do you then say, hey, um, we just wanted to touch base and say what your gift has done. Thanks in advance. We'll ask you for money at the end of the year. We're not going to ask now. We'd love to get anybody who's aligned with uh, our mission and vision and values. Maybe you know somebody who would be a good fit for our organization just to hear about what we do. Great. Ask for that. That's a non-ask. Ask. Great. And I think we're going to find that organizations that plot and plan ahead this early in the game for their end of year are going to do way better than uh, anybody else. And I'm so excited. Hey, by the way, if you have any questions, let me know. Send me a note, Patrick at dogoodbetterconsulting.com. If you don't know what you're doing, let me help. I'd be happy to. I love helping folks. Um, I invite you into the conversation. What's working well? Um, I'm probably going to do this solo act uh, every other couple of weeks or every couple of weeks. So let's answer some uh, some uh, listener mail. What are you doing great? What's working for you? What's not working for you? What other questions do you have? Patrick at dogoodbetterconsulting.com. Um, I'm so glad I got to do this again. I really like just babbling uh, into a microphone in this little studio of mine by myself. It's great. Uh, get those diatribes out that I've been thinking about for the last couple of days, which is getting your planning on. Let's get you to plan for your end of year now so you don't scramble later. Uh, thanks for stopping by the official Do Good Better podcast. Always fun to have you listen to us and uh, can't wait for a couple of more brand new episodes with some really amazing guests coming up starting next week. And uh, hey, thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. Chat with you soon. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free, because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code podcast, take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well, because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.